Equity is brought to you by ExaCrunch, that prodigious TechCrunch paywall you keep running into. You can break through that paywall at a steep discount if you use the promo code equity. If you do, you'll get access to our best stuff and you'll make equity look really good internally at the same time. Enough of that, let's start the show. Good morning and welcome to Equities Monday, episode our weekly primer where we catch up on the news and, as always, explore the numbers behind the headlines. It is June 28th, 2021, and much of the U.S. is one bazillion degrees. So if American Twitter is a bit chaotic today and the following days, it's because lots of places in the country don't have air conditioning and folks are going to be suffering. Obviously, overheated Americans, not really an international crisis, but it is going to be pretty miserable. Anywho, taking a look at the market, stocks fell in Asia by a hair. Shares were mixed in Europe and are largely set to rise in the U.S. when they open. In the world of cryptocurrency, several major chains have seen coin price appreciation in the last 24 hours, though, of course, prices remain far below recent highs. And with that, we can get into the weekend. All right. So this weekend, uh, would you believe it if I told you that it was actually kind of a quiet couple days in tech? It was oddly, making it the first that I can recall for some time. Anyways, a few things did happen that matter, so here is your rundown. Venmo is getting into e-commerce, kinda. The company announced this weekend that it will, quote, soon allow users to sell products and services on their personal accounts for a fee, according to the Wall Street Journal. This move makes sense. Why not build out selling features inside of P2B payment services? The move should cause some startups to be a bit queasy, but probably not too worried yet. And news broke that Apple is considering building larger iPads in the future. This also makes really good sense because, well, the iPad is slowly becoming a Surface over time with more PC-like features, keyboards, and compute power. And Microsoft's Surface line has a product called the Surface Hub, which is a huge slate computer that kind of rolls around a conference room. The larger iPad would be somewhere between huge and regular, I reckon, and I'm not sure exactly what that size would be good for, but, you know, hey, Apple or something. Moving along to this morning, crypto exchange Binance is in a scrap with regulators in the UK who have, quote, ruled that the firm cannot conduct any, quote, regulated activity in the UK. That's according to the BBC, which you may have heard of. Binance has responded by saying that Binance.com won't be impacted. It appears that Binance is not a UK domiciled entity, so it's going to ignore the regulatory bull. Still, after a recent crackdown on crypto activities in China, it's not a great sign for the alt finance system to run into more nation state bad news so quickly. And speaking of cryptocurrencies, does anyone know why Tether stopped creating more Tethers? After a simply bonkers run from around $4 billion in 2020, the putatively dollar-backed stablecoin grew its supply to around $62 billion lately, and then the rate of new Tether creation, per coin market cap, has slowed to effectively zero. What's going on? I don't know. Anywho, let's talk about some startup rounds. All right, funding rounds. Today's lead funding round comes from our own Manish Singh, who covered a $20 million round for Slice. No, not Slice, the American food e-commerce payments pizza company. Slice, the Indian credit card startup. Here's what TechCrunch had to say. Slice, an Indian fintech startup that has built a super card for millennials in India, said on Monday it has raised $20 million in a new financing round and is adding new features to change how people engage with their credit cards. Even as hundreds of millions of Indians today have a bank account, only about 30 million have a credit card. 
Most people in the South Asian market are not eligible to get a credit card, and even many of those who are don't bother to get one because the experience of signing up is too clumsy, time-consuming, and the rewards don't make up for it. Slice has made it easier for far more people, even those without a traditional full-time job, to get a card, and the sign-up process doesn't take forever. Slice's round, then, fits under the general trend of fintech startups around the world building products that make financial products previously available to only a few folks more generally accessible. And if that didn't make sense, I should learn how to write. Anyways, Bloom Ventures and others put capital into the round. Pivoting, Botrista also raised capital this morning. The startup put together a $10 million Series A. Well, if the name Botrista didn't give it away, the startup has built a robot called the Drinkbot that makes what appears to be chilled non-alcoholic beverages like tea and lemonade blends. Bot Rista, of course, is short for Robot Barista. The equity crew wants to know how much the drink bot costs, and if we can get one installed in our SF studio, please send the bill to Apollo. We hear they have some money. And finally, for funding rounds, Thursday has raised a $3.5 million seed round. The startup is a dating app that only operates on one day per week. Guess which? It's not Friday. And this makes for a pretty interesting experience, frankly. The idea of having dating only available one day per week prevents users from staying up too late on a Tuesday, drinking bourbon, and just flipping through a few more profiles of people who will never love them back like bourbon does. Ascension Ventures and Best Nights VC helped put capital into the round. Closing today, something fun. Per Ars Technica, Google has a new program out called the Play Media Experience Program. The idea is that Google will give devs a bigger revenue cut if they support a bunch of Android form factors. Now, that sounds kind of smart, right? Well, sure. But it's also another example of how Google is becoming Balmer-era Microsoft. One of my favorite Microsoft products from the time was Plays for Sure, a program that allowed third-party devs to build iPod competitors that would work with various music streaming services. They played for sure. Get it? Anyways, Play Media Experience Program is a hilarious name and goes to show that no matter how big the tech company in question, managing open hardware software ecosystems is very, very hard work. All right, everyone, that is our show for today. Of course, Equity is on Twitter at EquityPod, or I'm over on Twitter at, at Alex if you want to say hello. A big thanks to Grace for doing our VO this morning. She's on the Equity production crew and makes the show actually work. And we think you look great today. You're going to have a great week. It's going to be good. We got this. All right. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye.